Taylor Hall was back at practice on Wednesday for the Boston Bruins and is soon set to return to the lineup, which begs the question, do the Boston Bruins have the best third line around the NHL? Let's talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, April 6th. It's a Boston Bruins game day, and I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Bruins part of your day every single day. We are free and available on all podcast apps as well as on YouTube, so please do smash that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing over the remaining five regular season games and into the playoffs. Today on the program, we're going to discuss Taylor Hall's impending return whether or not the Bruins have the best third line in the NHL, and also preview tonight's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Could be a second round preview. First, quick reminder, you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at LockedNHLBruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. The big news at practice on Wednesday was Taylor Hall joining his teammates as a full participant. Uh, He hasn't played since February 25th, missing 19 games after suffering an injury in a Bruins win in Vancouver over the Canucks, the game in which, of course, Linus Allmark scored a goal. Nothing to do with Taylor Hall. Just always fun to point out that Linus Allmark Scored a goal this season. Taylor Hall said, quote, it's nice to be skating with the guys. Still some steps and some conversations that I have to have before I'm fully playing. We'll probably know by today, Thursday morning, when I'm going to play or if it's against the Maple Leafs or whatever. He continued, just taking it step by step in the process with the organization and the medical staff and everyone. There's more conversations that have to be had, but it feels great to be out with the guys and to practice with them and to be in the meetings and everything. When they're on the road, he continued, it's pretty lonely around here and it's fun to be back around the atmosphere, end quote. On a positive for Hall, he And his wife recently announced that they're expecting their first child. So congratulations to Taylor Hall about that. Um, It's been a long time since he has played February 25th, like I mentioned. But when he does return, it will be on a third line with Charlie Coyle and Tyler Bertuzzi, which is, that's their third line. Third line. Taylor Hall, Charlie Coyle. Tyler Bertuzzi doesn't look like it will happen tonight. Jim Montgomery said Hall is doubtful, but not completely ruled out when the Bruins 
host the Maple Leafs tonight. I should add that he did lead the stretch after practice. That's usually a sign that somebody is close to, if not ready to return. Like I said, they have a few boxes to check, whatever that means. Could be health-wise. It could also be cap compliance-wise. He is getting closer, and hopefully, at the very least, he can join the team for their games this coming weekend. Now, Jim Montgomery added the Bruins are very lucky with the depth they have. They're also very lucky that it looks like Hall is going to be a real option for them sooner than later. They're also hoping, of course, that Nick Felino and Derek Forbort are going to be all options come playoff time. When it comes to Bertuzzi, Hall said he's a really good addition to the team. He's looking forward to having the opportunity to play alongside him in the near future. He sees the ice really well. Um, he makes plays, keeps plays alive all over the ice, and a really good guy to inject on that line, obviously. Hall feels good. He's ready to go, and it's going to be a lot of fun to rejoin this group. When you're in the thick of the things, he said, you don't realize how special it is. And when you get some time on the other side to come back, rejoin the group, you see how exciting it is. He's hoping to get a couple regular season games in, but if not, he will be ready. He was also impressed by how the Bruins have continued to perform without him, Felino, Forbort for extended periods of time. Bergeron, Krejci have missed several games over the past week. Uh, Orlov, Hathaway fit in super well, as does Bertuzzi. And it's a testament to how great the coaching staff has performed this season. Should mention Krejci. He missed Sunday's game in St. Louis. He left practice on Wednesday. Did not return. Uh, he has some discomfort and they're being very precautionary. Derek Forbort has yet to skate, but is progressing in his recovery as well. So hopefully Taylor Hall can play tonight. If not, he will soon be back playing with Coyle and Bertuzzi. Coming up after the break, we're going to take a look at how that third line stacks up to other third lines around the NHL. But first, a quick word about today's sponsor, the FanDuel Sportsbook. The NHL and NBA playoffs are almost here, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel app, which is safe, secure, super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drained. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Locked On and the NBA. Charlie Coyle, Tyler Bertuzzi, Taylor Hall. Unbelievable. And I spent some time looking at 
daily face-off. If you go there, you can see each team's line combinations current based on the team's previous practice or game uh, as reported on by people around the team. Let's just take a quick look at some of these uh, other third lines around the league and how the Bruins stack up. Let's start with the Carolina Hurricanes. Jack Drury, young promising player, Jordan Stahl, Jesper Faust. I'm taking the Bruins over that. Hall over Drury. Stahl over Coyle. That could be a toss-up, but Bertuzzi over Faust. No, no question about that in my mind. Let's jump to the New Jersey Devils. Timo Meyer, Eric Howla, Jesper Boakvist. That's a pretty good third line, especially when you're going to have a star player like Meyer on there. Coyle, Howla, that's an interesting conversation. Of course, both um, played second line center for the Boston Bruins last season. Uh, it was going to be kind of a center by committee situation with David Krejci gone to Czechia. Paula, the odd man out, traded for Pavel Zaka. Bokvist, nine goals, nine assists for 18 points. Uh, how has Howla done? 11 goals, 26 assists for 37 points in 78 games. I'd probably, like the Bruins, value Coyle a bit more than Howla. Although, there's some you know, question of whether the Bruins would have wanted to trade Coyle if his contract is even tradable. But um, New Jersey, probably better than Carolina with their third line. Again, you have a star player like Timo Meyer there, so that really tips things. But I think I'd still take ours. Let's look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Alexander Kerfoot, Ryan O'Reilly, Nola Chari. I'd take Hall over Kerfoot. I would take O'Reilly over Coyle. Let's be honest. Achari, we're all familiar with him. Played for the Bruins during their 2019 run to the Stanley Cup. But I'm taking Tyler Bertuzzi over Noel Achari every day of the week. So, two out of, or one out of three, not good enough to bump the Boston Bruins. Tampa Bay Lightning. Patrick Maroon, Anthony Sorelli, Alex Kildorn, a very tough defensive-minded group here. They can score. That's a pretty good third line. Patrick Maroon, I mean, doesn't compare to Taylor Hall offensively. Sorelli, Coyle, you can make an argument there. Kildorn, Bertuzzi, this is a, this is a tight one, but um, I'm still going with the Boston Bruins. Uh, who else do we want to look at here in the East? Let's look at the New York Rangers. Now, this is an interesting one. Uh, their third line at the moment, the kid line. Alex Lafreniere, Philip Hedl, Capo Caco. Ooh, that's a tough one, honestly. Um, I really like their third line, and this is the reason why I think the New York Rangers could be a team to be reckoned with in the Eastern Conference. Like, look at their top nine. This is without Patrick Kane, who sat out last night, but you have Kreider, Zibanejad, 
Panarin, Trocek, the uh, Prius, uh, Tarasenko, Lafreniere, Hedl, Kago. That is an impressive third line. If you're looking long-term, you'd obviously take that one over Boston's. Um, but I don't know. This is this is probably as close as we're going to get here. Let's look at the Islanders, who the Bruins could play. Parise, Pajot, Fashing. No question. Boston there. Pittsburgh. They've got Heinen, Paling, Granlin. Yeah, that's not going to cut it in terms of matching up with the Bruins. So the only teams that come close, you can make an argument for the Lightning with Maroon, Sorelli, Kalorn. I really like that line in New York, the kid line, although the defensive responsibility might not be there. The Bruins with their third line, if they're matched up, Boston's veteran savvy and Bertuzzi's grit, Hall's vision, probably going to overwhelm that. And there's questions in Toronto whether or not O'Reilly will be on the third line or if he'll play on a line with Tavares and Marner per se. So around the Eastern Conference, I guess we should look at Florida as a possible matchup. Ryan Lomberg, who? Eric Stahl, no. Sam Reinhart, yeah, pretty good, but I'd still take Boston over them 100%. So the Bruins, in my estimation, have the best third line in the Eastern Conference. The Rangers, you can make an argument with their kid line. The Lightning, obviously, they've had success in the past. It's not the same group that they had when they won their cups. Barkley Goodrow, Blake Coleman gone. Um, Toronto, if O'Reilly's on the third line, then... That's an argument to be made as well, but I'm still taking the Bruins. Let's take a quick look at the top teams in the Western Conference. Edmonton Oilers, Juan Fogel, Nick Bukestad, who is a pretty nice pickup at the deadline for them. Matthias Janmark. I mean, let's be honest. This team is top six heavy. It's very difficult for any team to match up with their top six, although the Bruins have the luxury of a very effective top six. You could put them up there. Um, although McDavid, Dreisaitl, as good as Krejci and Bergeron are, it's hard to argue with those two guys. But in a Stanley Cup final per se, the third line, fourth line can make all the difference. And I'd give the Bruins the edge there over the Oilers. What about Bruce Cassidy's Vegas Golden Knights? Their third line, Ivan Barbashev, Chandler Stevenson, Phil Kessel. Barbashev, of course, was added at the deadline. Uh, Chandler Stevenson was an all-star this year. We all know what Phil Kessel can do. That's, that's a pretty decent third line they have there. Made possible by the emergence of Pavel Dorofeyev, who is lighting things up for them at the moment. Um, so that's, that's a pretty good third line. I'd still probably take Boston's over this one. 
couple more teams here to look at. The Los Angeles Kings, Alex Ayafalo, Blake Lazat, Arthur Kaliev. That's pretty good too. Uh, Blake Lazat, sneaky good center. Some scoring punch on either side. I mean, I'd probably still take Boston's, but that's a pretty good third line that they have over there. And the Kings, I think, could be primed to make a run here in the Western Conference between Vegas, LA, Edmonton. A pretty tough uh, competition to be had there in the Pacific Division. The Minnesota Wild, Marcus Foligno, Freddie Godreau, Oscar Sundqvist. No question. Taking the Bruins over that group. Um, who else is up there? Well, you got to look at the Colorado Avalanche. This could change if Gabriel Landeskog is back in the mix, but at the moment, Andrew Cogliano, Lars Eller, and Logan O'Connor. All due respect to the defending champs, I'm taking the Bruins in that one. And then let's look at the Dallas Stars, who I think have a chance of making a long run as well. Max Domi, Tyler Sagan, Ty Delandria. That's a pretty good group. Delandria is a very talented two-way forward. Uh, you're going to be hearing a lot about him in the coming years. We all know what Max Domi can do, sinking the Bruins in Game 7 last year with the Hurricanes. Tyler Sagan, kind of a shell of his former self, but still a potential game-breaker there. So that is a very good third line. Put it all together. Do the Bruins have the best third line in the NHL with Taylor Hall back in the mix? Charlie Coyle, Tyler Bertuzzi. There's definitely an argument to be made. You have to look at the Rangers, the Lightning, the Stars here, uh, the Kings perhaps, as uh, teams that could match up with them. But think back to 2011, how important the Bruins' third line was uh, with um, Michael Ryder on there, with um, what was the line in Bruins? Game 7, 2011, their third line um, was... Uh, who was down the middle for the Bruins? Line combinations on June 10th for the Boston Bruins. Michael Ryder, Chris Kelly, Tyler Sagan on the third line. Rich Peverly had been moved up to play in Nathan Horton's absence. So add that with the Merlot line, how good they were. Um, you see how depth wins championships and the Bruins third line should stack up if not exceed everybody else around the NHL let's quickly preview tonight's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs first a quick word about Indeed the hiring platform where you can attract interview and hire all in one place find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching assessments, and virtual interviews. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to U.S. Indeed data. Indeed knows 
When you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring. Right now, terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing, not available for everyone. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn. The Boston Bruins are hosting the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight to finish off the season series. The Bruins have won two of the previous three games this season, losing back on November 5th. That was the whole Mitchell Miller saga weekend. They rebounded with a 4-3 win on January 14th and then a 5-2 win on February 1st. The Maple Leafs coming into this one 6-3-1 over their last 10. The Bruins are 9-1. They've won three in a row. Austin Matthews has had a quieter season for Toronto, but he's heating up with uh, two goals, three assists over his last five games for the season. He's only at 38 goals, 42 assists for 80 points in 70 games, but he did score 60 last year. So his scoring rate well below where he was last season. John Tavares, leading the Leafs with three goals over their last five games. David Pasternak with seven goals over his last five for the Bruins, eight points. Pavel Zaka leading the way with five assists in that span. Goaltending-wise, likely going to be Ilya Samsonov. He's had a very good season for the Leafs. 25 wins, a 9.15 save percentage, and four shutouts. It's going to be an interesting split for the Bruins down the stretch. I expect they'll go Allmark tonight, split the weekend, and then give Allmark one of the remaining two games uh, next week, either against Washington or Montreal. Um, I think he'll be a net tonight. It's a big test against the Maple Leafs. Ryan O'Reilly should be back in the lineup. Toronto's got a very effective power play. They rank third. They'll be going up against Boston's first-ranked penalty kill. Boston's power play has risen to 11th. It was down in 12th. Toronto's penalty kill, 13th. you got to watch out for Mitch Marner out there, however. Toronto is ninth in goals per game. Boston ranks second. Toronto's ninth in goals allowed per game, where the Bruins rank first. In the Atlantic Division, Toronto is second, but of course, well behind our Boston Bruins. uh, 23 points behind, in fact, which is is insane. They have a plus 49 goal differential, Bruins at plus 120. And again, the Bruins need three wins over their remaining five games to set the all-time wins record. And they need to beat... Well, not really. They could lose to Toronto, New Jersey, and then beat Philly, Washington, Montreal to get that record. But if they win tonight, it increases their chances of getting it. All right, that's it for today's episode, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing, making Locked On Bruins part of your day. Tomorrow, of course, is Good Friday. uh, So I'll be off in the morning at least. 
try to get an episode up prior to Saturday's game. But uh, if you don't hear from me, it's because I'm enjoying the holiday with my family. We're going to see the Mario movie. Very excited. And uh, I'll be sure to bring you all the latest on the black and gold um, as soon as I can. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please do subscribe to Locked On Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.